There were also some big news and announcements made this past weekend. The biggest announcement for attendees was that WonderCon 2016 being relocated to Los Angeles for the first time. With more information, one of our gatherers, Albert, is a con veteran and attended all three days of WonderCon. Here's what he had to say. Okay, and now we are here with Albert, our quote-unquote veteran of WonderCon, uh, compared to the others, uh, Lewis and, of course, Jeff. So, Albert, um, tell us one thing. What is your history with WonderCon? Well, ever since I've been going to the San Diego Comic-Con, I've always been aware that WonderCon exists, but I've never been willing to go all the way up to San Francisco where they were. So when they finally moved to Anaheim, uh, I jumped right on it because I'm, I'm a local boy around here. So the first year of WonderCon was fantastic. It almost seemed like they were really trying to recreate the Comic-Con atmosphere. They had some parties outside of the event. They had the screenings and whatnot. You know, but uh, it was smaller scale than, than San Diego Comic-Con. Um, the way I describe it to people was that it was Comic-Con when in the 90s or the late 90s, early 2000. That's yeah. WonderCon. Even today, even this past WonderCon, it's still late 90s, early 2000 kind of style. Yeah, I was, uh, because I, I went to 2011, 12, and 13, 14. Yep. I, I, have, I did not go this, this year. Right. So what exactly did we miss? What panels did you attend? Uh, for for the Friday, I actually went and yeah, let's let's go by days. I think it'll be easier for me. I got a calendar here to refer to, but for Friday, I only actually went to one panel. It was the last really? night on Earth. Oh, okay. Right? I went I went to the panel for that one. Ironically enough, I put down on my calendar the wrong time. And that's the Will Forte show. <laughs> that's the Will Forte show. I, I actually put yeah. out the wrong time, so I I missed the screening that they had for the next episode, which is fine. I don't care. Yeah. But I was in there for the Q and A, and you know that was entertaining. My most Q and As. They can either be really entertaining to listen to or they can be really annoying. It all depends on how the people ask the question, what questions are being asked. You know, it comes down to that. So WonderCon for Friday for me was pretty much just the exhibit hall. Uh, they use um, – I'm not sure if the other two mentioned it, but they only use three halls, B, C, really? B, C and D. Okay. A was dedicated for the uh, the badge area and the lineup for the arena. Oh, so they didn't use downstairs like they had. Not at all. In, in fact, I, th- I think I think the convention center was doing something to E. There's some oh, kind of construction okay. or something. But it was just B, C, and D. They didn't. That's it. I think the previous year they had A, B, C, but not D. Am I right about that? Um, I don't think. No, they did use D. I don't think they used E last year either. Yeah. So it's the same as last year. Then it was just yeah. B, C, D. Yes. And then the and the. Prior to that, it was just C and D, if I remember yep. correctly. Yep. Because they were having a, a volleyball tournament going on, <laughs> which is kind of funny because one of the heads for, for, for WonderCon and Comic-Con mentioned that, that one particular year where WonderCon was, was held with the uh, cheerleading thing or the, uh, the volleyball tournament, they were saying how the male cosplayers were like superstars. Because all all the valuable players wanted pictures with them, yeah. So that's kind of funny, you know. But uh, yeah, so that's that was Friday for me. It was pretty much just exhibit hall and whatnot. Uh, Saturday was my was my panel day, from start to finish. It was just panels up the wazoo, uh, starting with the uh, the Richard Donner Superman reunion. And oh, that was fun. Yes, okay. You know, he had a lot of the a lot of the cast. Of course, uh, Richard Donner himself was not there. Although he had a very funny message that he left, a video oh, okay. message that he left for the fans, and that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. But Margot Kidder was, of course, the main person a lot of people wanted wanted to hear from. I would have loved to hear the crazy that spat out of her mouth. Uh, how was she? She was great. She was oh, great, okay. actually. Yeah, she was. She was. She was lucid. 
I guess that's what you're looking for, right? She, but she was lucid. Actually, so I highly medicated. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, she. she uh, I think I post like a, like a, like a 15 second clip on my Instagram on one of her comments talking about how how you know she was going through a divorce and she was always sad. So Richard Donner was a, was a task to like you know try and cheer her up somewhat. Yeah, you know, and she told that story. But the highlight for that, not the highlight, but one of the, the biggest surprises of that panel was Valerie Perrine. She was the one who made who played the Lex Luthor's assistant, the female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name again? Oh my god! Um, like Gene Hackman always yelled out her name. Yes, yeah, I can't. Right? But she was she, okay. She's really old, but but man, she's funny. She's funny. She is. She was. She had a lot of humor, and she was all. She was. She was telling this story about like like. Like uh, they asked her, like, "What's your relationship with Richard Donner in, in the filming?" You go, oh, I'm not sure if I can, if I'm even allowed to say it. You know, we were all like, "Oh, let's just say it, say it anyway." It's like, "Oh yeah, they, he would used to to um, to take us around on in his RV, right? Because it was more personal if he yeah. was in an RV and whatnot. And he would take us to the, the forest or whatnot. And 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 like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this. Oh no, say it anyway. Like he would say how he's like fucking nature, <laughs> right? And then. Saying that right next to me were like two little kids, and I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and that's funny because Comic Con and WonderCon always have on the um, on the nameplates yep. and, and the in the big halls, especially they say, "Please be aware that there are children in the crowd." Yep. <laughs> they still they still they still do have that warning, but I think for her, that's what reason why she was like reluctant to say it. But none of us knew that she was gonna I say mean, that phrase. If you're doing a reunion of a movie like that, and you have some actors or people who really just a don't really work. As much anymore, yep. they have nothing to lose. What, what I mean, it might as well, you know, at least entertain everybody and be there for the fans. Who also, you're there for the Richard Donner reunion. Yep, the people who are there are probably a majority of them are all the mature people who grew up with the movie and actually know what the movie is. <laughs> yep. Then the next panel I went to is the Warner Brothers panel. Uh, that's the one that a lot of people were waiting for because they were hoping for some big surprise. Yeah. Surprise! There was no surprise. Of course, there wasn't going to be. Not <laughs> we a wonder. Everybody's going like, "All right, they're gonna do Batman versus Superman. There's gonna be some kind of reveal." I and knew there, there wasn't. was no reveal, which is why I didn't even go. I was like, you know what? They're not gonna be yeah. there. But they did. They did do Mad Max Fury Road. They yeah. showed two clips, and they it was amazing. Really, it was so. It looked so good. I'm like, I'm like, show the whole movie, you know. But yeah, it was it was fantastic. They did that, and also uh, San Andreas. They have the cast for San Andreas show up. Oh, okay. Uh, Mad Max didn't have any cast at all. Really? Uh, yeah, but uh, they, they a lot of the cast members of uh, San Andreas showed up. Sans the Rock, he wasn't there. But um, but yeah, they, they, it it the, the clips they showed for San Andreas it looks promising. It looks like your typical disaster movie. So if you're looking for something like that, then I think San Andreas will fit the bill. Yeah, and all then, right. And then they had Trailer Park, which is they just show trailers. Oh, they did Trailer Park this year. They actually did. They were supposed to do last year, but I think it was canceled. Yeah, they didn't do it last and year. They, or the year before, I don't think. I had a theory that, that they, they put Trailer Park behind a big panel just in case it spills over. This year, didn't, was nece- well, it wasn't necessary. Warner Brothers had 30 minutes. They actually just used 30 minutes. Yeah. Surprise. Um, after that, they had iZombie. Which is the CW show? Yep. Uh, that was great. I, I like that panel. Was the main girl there? She was there. She's really, really well spoken for. Yes. I, I really like her. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was, she was entertaining. Uh, her, her stories were pretty, was pretty cool. Uh, next up uh, after that is Gotham. They had Gotham there. Uh, they had the uh, uh, Gordon Penguin and Riddler. Oh, right? okay. and and their 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 stories are actually pretty funny. They were actually really entertaining. Apparently, they like, yeah, like they have a lot of fun on set, and th- there's yeah, okay, yeah. It was, it was that was a really entertaining panel. Then after Gotham, uh, a lot of people left. 
right? Because the next panel was uh, Bloomhouse Productions Pictures. They're the yeah. ones that do the horror movies. Yes. Uh, like maybe like uh, a third of the arena was left. Like two thirds left after Gotham, you know, and I think the reason why is because Orphan Black was happening at the same time as Bloomhouse. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. actually originally going to go to Orphan Black, but I, I just felt I don't know Tatiana Maslany was not going to be there, so I'm like, why should I go, right? And then plus it's a TV show, and as usual, they don't really say anything, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. So, but yeah, the Bloomhouse production what they covered, um, what was the movie called? Did they do Wolf Cop? Which one? The new movie Wolf Cop. I don't or know. Was that Magnet? I think it's Magnet. Actually. Yeah, okay, maybe I, I have no idea about that. Uh, it was uh, they did the Gallows, which is like another fun footage thing. But oh, okay. uh, but Bloom, that's his name, right? The guy who owns Bloom House. But anyways, uh, what's his face said to the that they're doing something different with the fun footage thing. So and the clip they showed was was very creepy looking. Hmm. That was one thing. Uh, then they also did Unfriended. Right. Yeah. And and that was that looked entertaining too. They it did. Sh- all they did was they showed the same trailer that we see in the movies. But to tell you the truth, that trailer is very effective. Yeah. Every time I see the trailer, I'm like, I want to see this. Well, movie. it's something that everybody can kind of um, like relate to because we're all so obsessed with Skype and Facebook and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, but so. uh, but a horror movie based on video chat. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Well, that's how, that's how Catfish was originally um, like. Well, that's, that's, I, a, that's a documentary, though. It's a documentary, but it was right. all, I mean, for me, it was kind of marketed as like this horror movie with like social with the social media of the time. True, true, true. But they they also passed out um, uh, tickets for a free screening for Unfriended that night. Okay, I didn't go because I had to. I had to go somewhere. I've else. had so many invites for early screenings of that movie. It's insane. Like at least seventeen invites in the past month, and no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, there was a third movie, but I don't seem to remember what it was. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Insidious Three. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they had they had Insidious Three. They showed two clips from it. Uh, I liked the first Insidious. Did not like the second one. Yeah, I love the second one. Yeah, but for me, I had a lot of problems with the second one. But the third one, what they showed so far, looks really good. <laughs> Is Patrick Wilson in it at all? Um, it's a it's a flashback to the old lady. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know if Patrick Wilson is in it. They, I think somebody asked a question, and, and he's... No, they didn't ask that question. Well, I know that he was at an event for it earlier that I got an invite for. He was in an event in Hollywood there. Like, he was there in person, so that's why. But they haven't said anything about it, so... No, they didn't. And it, it's supposed to be, yeah, a prequel to the first two movies. Yep. But it looked really... It's directed by a different person. Yep. You know, but it looked really good, and Same a lot writers, of people, and a lot of a lot of people who have seen the screening or whatever said that it, uh, it's arguably the best one of the three. Huh? And just based on the video they showed, I, I can believe it. That's awesome. You know, it looks really creepy, uh, and and yeah, really looking forward to it. Actually, so that, and that's that pretty much covers my Saturday. Cool. It was just nothing but panels. Uh, Easter Sunday, it was uh, it was a mix of both things. I walked the exhibit hall, took more pictures of cosplayers and whatnot. Uh, but the highlight was the Flash. You know, and and I'm sure you read you read the, all the reports already, but they actually yes. revealed stuff in the panel. Yes, and I heard about a trailer that I refused to watch. Oh yes, yes, that, that trailer was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, but the cast, the cast themselves, the cast themselves were actually really good, and uh, the guy who played uh, Cisco was entertaining. That guy is very talented. Oh yeah, very. Oh, biggest very surprise talented. though is the ca- the girl who plays Isis. She was really entertaining. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the totally. Oh. Yeah, oh, totally, so totally. Killer Frost. Yeah, they they also no no not, not uh, ISIS the um, the uh, ISIS West. 
Oh, Iris. Iris. I said Isis? Oh, yeah, yeah. Iris. Iris West, the actress who plays her. Sorry, I was thinking Killer Frost. I was like, okay, never mind. And Killer Frost, they mentioned that, that we might see her sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. But that, but, uh, and, then, and then I went to the Screen Junkies panel. That's for Honest Trailers and Movie Fight. Yep. And that was super entertaining. You know, and, and they, showed the, they showed the Honest Trailer for Daredevil, which I believe now is already released. So they, they showed that we, we, we were the, the, the test audience for that, for that video. So that's that's now on YouTube right now. By now, oh, that's so, awesome! So yeah, so for Daredevil, and then um, they also did a movie fight where where they had the people in the audience like Twitter them uh, like scenarios, and then they did it on the stage, right? And one one of them was who was a bigger badass, uh, Liam Neeson versus uh, Daniel Craig. I think Daniel Craig still so. really yeah. But anyways, uh, they had to debate it, right? And in all honesty, I would totally have gone Liam Neeson, but the guy who debated for Daniel Craig won because huh. because he was better at it. He was better at at, at his <laughs> points were just much better. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think the other guy took for granted that it's Liam Neeson and he didn't have to work as hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the guy who who was for Daniel Craig won. All right, and then and then after that, which is probably the main point of of Sunday for me, was the WonderCon talkback. Yep, right. That's when they announced the whole LA thing. Which is kind of funny because they said like, all right, he were, they were laying out, okay, we're going to go to Los Angeles next year, blah, 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 blah. And then this is a room of like 25 people maybe. And I'm one of them, right? And then at the end, he goes like, so now this is just for you guys because AEG needs to be the one that announces it. So don't tell anybody yet. Don't, don't put it on the internet. And the guy in the back goes, too late. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so yeah, that's, 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 that was pretty much the panels I went to at WonderCon. Yeah. All right. Well, um, okay. So obviously, you're you're more panel based when you go to WonderCon or any convention. So, how did this WonderCon, uh, especially like the, the whole panel um, programming, how did it compare to the other three years? Honestly, I thought this was arguably the weakest of the three years. Yeah, and, and it kind of sounds like it, minus the Flash. Right. So. Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, so I don't. Well, okay. the- I'm sorry. I do have to emphasize. Even though I say it's the weakest, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It just there just wasn't like like big panel after big panel after big panel. Yeah. That we're so used to. Last year was so strong, especially yeah. you know, and especially the year. Okay, the year before that as well. Um, especially with John Krasinski, like really, really, really. Um, I know, uh, shoving the whole I can't believe, I can't forget, forget, oh the oblivion he was oh, like yeah, shoving yeah. oblivion like crazy and then of course we had Tom Hiddleston show up and uh, for oh, I forgot what movie it was and then we had I mean, Disney was actually there for a couple of things like we had Saving Mr. Banks wasn't that there just for like a split second I think so I believe uh, but um, yeah I remember because it was like right it was right before D twenty three anyway so um, so out of those three days which day was your favorite. To attend, like with the exhibit hall and the programming and just cosplaying, everything there. What was your absolute favorite day of this year? Uh, hmm. It's kind of hard because, like, 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 like I mentioned, each day was like Saturday was my panel day. Yeah. Friday was my exhibit hall day. So in in all honesty, probably Friday. Yeah. I would say Friday because you know walking through the exhibit hall is always fun, taking pictures of cosplayers and whatnot. Although I took more pictures of cosplayers on Saturday. You know, right, right before the panels, I I, I took a lot of picture. Uh, I met the, the the cast for The Walking Dead, not the cast for The Walking Dead. I'm sorry, the cosplayers for The Walking Dead, and they were so impressive looking. <laughs> like especially Carol, I really liked the the cosplayer for Carol because he looked she looked like Carol. She had her shirt, 
her cookies and her gun. <laughs> and if, if you watch The Talking Dead, she was actually the cosplayer that Chris Hardwick pointed out in the in The Talking Dead. Oh, really? And brought her up on stage. Oh, that's That awesome. was the same person because I mentioned like, were you the same girl from The Talking Dead? And she goes, yeah, that was me <laughs> kind of thing. And, and that, was, that, was, that was pretty cool. That's probably like my, one of my highlights was meeting The Walking Dead cosplayers. Awesome. So that, that kind of leads to my next question, which is what was the best and worst moment of the whole, of the whole uh, convention? Uh, the best moment, yeah. Carol's one of them. The Flash panel was one of them. The the Screen Junkies panel was one of them. Uh, for for the other panels, uh, it, it, you know, it, it, yeah, you know, for panels, it probably was just the Flash, and and yeah. ironically, it was on a Sunday. It wasn't even my panel day. But for for worst moment, you know, I can't really think of a worst moment. The the whole event was just kind of very relaxing. That's good, you know, and, and that's what WonderCon has constantly been, which is great, and this is why I love going to it. And it was so heartbreaking the fact that I didn't go this year. Yeah, I, I'm really trying to think, and I don't think I had I had a I don't think I had a bad time at all. Uh, you know? Anything that you would want differently for next year? Uh. More big panels compared to this year. I mean, I, I think that's kind of like a selfish question, uh, selfish thing to say because they they get whoever they can get, kind of thing. Well, but, and and another selfish thing is maybe have WonderCon be bigger, but then at the same time we have Comic Con for that. Exactly. Right. And I was gonna say because you and I actually spoke, uh, especially during the talk back, because you were asking us if we wanted uh, you ask some certain questions, and I was saying like, how do they want to differentiate uh, WonderCon from Comic Con, and how do they want it? To, how, how do they want the size to remain? And you said that they want it to be a smaller Comic Con. Yep. So, but so you say that you want there to be more movies and bigger panels. However, that's not what it seems like they want. They want it to be the smaller one. They want like. Mad Max there instead of having Batman versus Superman. Exactly. They, they, they want like the things that are like were big with geek culture. Mad Max is a very big cult following, but also like you know geeks can relate to it because it's it's a post post apocalyptic uh, you know world setting. You have like uh, things that are just pe- most people just don't really want you know uh, especially at the time in early 90s when people were like i just want to see three men and a baby and they want like, i want to see you know mo- you know just like stupid movies like die hard you have thing like post-apocalyptic world with mad max where gasoline is not even an issue and people are still going around like doing these horrible horrific things that obviously is like so embellished and not possible to do in the post in the post-apocalyptic world and now that we're finally having not a reboot, but just kind of like this whole—is it a reimagining or is no? It a it's sequel? not a reboot. It actually is a sequel to the other ones. See, it, it, it's a sequel, like years later that we haven't seen or anything, and we're having it. And WonderCon is the perfect convention to kind of just like throw out there. I True. Mean, yeah. So, I think it's also timing. Yeah. Of the fact that it's coming out in like a month. Yeah. Right? So, so you're saying you want bigger panels. But what about movies like Oblivion and of and of course um, like Mad Max? You you still do want like bigger movies, or you just want like studios to basically throw out their like the not like, not B movies, but kind of just like their their movies are targeted towards like smaller audiences, just to kind of have more aware and kind of have more um, like questions and just kind of the behind the scenes um, knowledge. No, I I think I think, but like I said, that that statement is very selfish of me. Because they, they they'll, they'll get whoever they can get, and you, it really is the studios to decide what goes there. The thing is though is that going into WonderCon, it didn't seem like there was going to be any highlights, and there really wasn't a big thing, a big news kind of thing. So, what I want for next year's WonderCon, honestly, if if I want to be really truthful, 
besides the whole selfish of let's make it San Diego Comic Con again, is keep it the way it is. Yeah, that's well, that's, well, that's honestly what I really want because it is nice to just be kind of relaxed as opposed to the hecticness of San Diego. And, and that's the other thing I like about WonderCon uh, is the fact it's like if you miss a panel, you didn't really miss like this insane amount of stuff that's just like because like when, when you go to you know Comic Con and those people, if you didn't wait eighteen hours to get into Hall H for Saturday. When you're walking around and you really wanted to miss those panels, and then you hear about all the stuff on the internet, like you really kind of feel bad for missing it. And you're just like, well, why? I, and I feel like a lot of the people just kind of have this sense of being like, why did I even come if I missed this thing? Like there was no reason for me to be here at all, even though there's like thousands of other panels there. With WonderCon, you just kind of feel like you're part of everything. Right. It just dawned on me one thing that I would like to see more of next year more outside events. Yeah. Compared to Comic-Con in San Diego, there isn't a lot of outside events for WonderCon. And I do want to see more of that. There was no real night events that I want to go to. you know, And that's something that they could completely could fill the gap on. Well, okay. So, of course, we talked about the whole moving to L.A. Do you think moving to L.A. and having that kind of like the more space and the more like businesses around there? Because San Diego Comic-Con takes own of all the businesses around um, you know, uh, the whole convention center. In LA, you have all of LA Live, the Nokia Theater, you have the Sable Center, and you have all those bars and all those restaurants that they can basically take over. In Anaheim, they have that Denny's and that Disneyland parking lot, and then they have Disneyland. That's it. They have no businesses that people can walk to that they can take over at all. Like, yep. They can't go and, and take over Denny's. However, in L.A., they have all those bars and all those microbreweries and all those other small businesses that they can just basically take over. Agreed. Do you think that this move to L.A. can be bigger on the outside, uh, at the outside convention events? And do you think that it might be a better home for WonderCon? Or do you think that, it, that them moving back to WonderCon after a year, which is what they're saying is going to happen, but probably no, no, not going to They're saying happen. it might happen. Yeah. Because right, right now, uh, LA, the con- I believe the contract for LA Live right now, or LA in general, is just one year. Yes. It's just a one-year contract. They could feasibly go back to Anaheim. In honestly, though, I'm kind of really excited for the LA move. Me too. Because ex- for exactly what you said, there's more stuff outside it. Uh, the convention center itself is not as big as Anaheim Convention Center, but two big things that that LA Convention Center has: Nokia Live and Staples Center. Yep. If WonderCon finds some reason to use those, that'll be great. Um, I read an, I read an article that they did that they've already uh, have established the fact that they are will be using Nokia Live and the Staples Center is now still is right now in negotiations. That like they're really really pushing forward to getting. All the spaces they can for next year, because since it since it can't went out so quickly all online, that that there have been a couple of people who um who were kind of the head of WonderCon and just com- and just uh uh what's it called Comic Con International Comic Con International Comic Con International they have spoken out and said yes we've are we we are moving forward and making making sure that the home in L A for for Com- WonderCon is going to be established and we do have the space for it and we do have and we do have the Nokia Live Theater and we're in negotiations of uh, Staples Center. Yeah, no, now, actually, I don't think they're in negotiations for Staples Center because I asked the guy that, that question at, at the talkback. I go, I asked him, so that's the, that's, 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 yeah. that's the deal with Los Angeles Convention Center include Nokia Live and Staples Center and the guy said yes, it does. Oh, perfect. And, but he said only if we're using it though. Yeah. But the point is, is that it is part of that contract. Like all but of LA Live, the- yeah, all of LA Live, including Nokia and Staples, is part of the whole conglomerate of AEG. I think next year though might incorporate a lot more studios 
into it because it's right there. They yep. don't have to travel. That, and it's cheaper for them to move everything over. That and it's got to be tempting for Hollywood studios to go, we can do a presentation in Staples Center. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So that's, that's what I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's Nokia Live is pretty huge itself too. So I think next year may be very different. And I think that they might, uh, it might be a, like a learning experience for them. And they uh, might have to pull back a little bit for the following years. I think next year is going to be very revolutionary for WonderCon. And they will learn a lot from it. Uh, especially for being closer to Hollywood. I'm, I'm curious to see how the exhibit hall is going to play out, though. Because uh, what, the LA Convention Center is is split into three sections. Yep. So the exhibit hall will have to be split into three sections. And I, I don't know how that's going to affect the foot traffic at all with some of the boots. Like, sure. is there going to be some, like, the, the smaller boots are going to be stuck at this corner as opposed to this hall? Well, the, they can also do Artist Alley in one hall. They can have the big exhibitors in one in one hall, and then another one can be just, like, um, for video games. No, but that's my concern, though. Video games and tabletops. That's my concern, though. If everybody wants to only do the big, the big boots, they're going to ignore... Artist Alley. They're going to ignore the video game section. I don't know. Artist Alley always gets the, the foot tracking because people... Actually, will- you know the reason why? Because Comic-Con knows this fact and they always put Artist Alley next to a big boot. They, always put, they, they always put them... They, the, the, way they, the way they outline Comic-Con and even WonderCon is they, they, they have a strategy of putting them at a certain places well, maybe, so that they will get foot traffic. Maybe they'll have the signings and the tabletop games into one. Then they'll have the video games and like maybe some of the film ones, and then like the big the, the big exhibits and um and the artist alley into the big big one. No, I, you know I think it's gonna be a mixture of everything. Probably like like one of the halls because okay, there's three halls in uh in LA Convention Center. One hall will have something and then something small. Yeah, the, and then that's gonna apply for all three of them. So so the small boots will have will be next to a big event. So that, so that they will get some foot traffic at yeah. least. Yeah, like I said. So next year's going to be revolutionary. They're probably they're definitely going to have the thing outside of the box for WonderCon. Totally, totally. Um, totally. So how do you... So Did you guys mention uh, why they're moving in the first place already? Uh, yeah, for the construction of uh, Anaheim Convention No, Center. that's not the reason why. Oh, what is it? Okay, I, I asked him that question. What was the reason why? And they said space. And to be more specific, when, when uh, WonderCon, when CCI talked to, talked to uh, Anaheim Convention Center about next year... Anaheim Convention Center said, well, we can give you guys a weekend. However, half the meeting rooms are not going to be available and the arena is likely not going to be available. That's the reason why they're like, well, we need those places. Yeah. So they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And then what happened was that AEG said that, that for Easter weekend next year, they go, oh, the event that we had dropped out. Would you want to take it over? And that's when they go like, you should be up. We sure do. <laughs> that's the reason why they're moving. I see, and I actually prefer the LA because I like the whole setup, and I like you know Staples Center being there as well. And I, I know I, I really think that they will incorporate the um, all those businesses out there. And I know that they said that um, housing and hotels was going to be a um, a factor, but honestly, there's so many hotels out there. And I don't think WonderCon really attracts the people from out of state or out of you know out of the city very much. And plus, you have Airbnb now, which is growing like crazy. You ha- and there's so many other things that you could do now. Funny you say hotel because I asked them what's the one thing they're concerned about. They said it was the hotels. Yeah, and see, I don't, I just I don't think it'll be that big of an issue, especially with like now now with uh, one thing you have the subway system. You have, uh, you have, you know, the buses aren't always reliable, but there's still a lot of things that you can incorporate and use more than Anaheim. And yeah, and they always have, they still have to like um, 
basically compete with Disneyland traffic. They have to compete with, you know, Anaheim being a smaller town as well. And also, Anaheim is just really dirty and disgusting. I'd much rather it be in L.A. It's more boring. It is. It's very <laughs> boring. So, but yeah, but but they are going to emphasize that public transit is next door to LA Live. Yep. So that that's going to be a huge benefit. Going going off tangent a little bit since you mentioned the hotels, um, side side, side tangent. San Diego Comic Con, you know how they hold the whole threat about like they might leave San Diego. Yeah. They they re emphasize it again in the talkback. They want to stay in San Diego. Right? I think they will. And they said that they're actually in good terms with San Diego in terms of the convention center. They said that they do not care about the expansion. It's not an issue to them because they take over all of San Diego downtown anyway. Yeah. So they get they have the space to expand from there if they want to. Uh, transport parking is not an issue. Nope. They said the only issue they have right now are the hotels. The, the reason why they say that is because the hotels in downtown San Diego are are starting to feel or well they have been. They said like well Comic Con is never going to leave San Diego. We're going to raise the price up as high as we want. And there's nothing you can do about it, right? So for the for the time being, a lot of the hotels are playing nice with Comic Con, but there are he he didn't say he didn't point out exactly which ones, but there are a couple or three hotels that are threatening to raise the price up anyway. I guarantee you, they're the Hilton and Marriott. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah. So the so Bayfront, what? Oh my gosh, especially. So what's what's happening right now is that the the other hotels that are playing nice with Comic Con, they're saying like, how come they get to charge that much and we don't? So so the basic. Well, not only that, but like I think that the Marriott is going to be threatening it because they use okay, so they use it for the um, uh, for the room for the tickets, what they call the reimbursement room. They use it for the video games, like with the Xbox One lounge. They and they also use and then they also use it for the uh, not registration, but for the t- for the badge pickup. I mean, they right. use so much of that hotel that they're probably going to be like, you know, you know what? If they keep using this and they keep using up all our space, we might as well just raise up our prices. The Hilton, of course, with the Indigo room, and that's where most of the stars stay. At and they have their and they have their parties and their lounges, that that's going to go up as well. Speaking of stars, that's the reason why they don't care about raising the prices. They go, well, well the studios are going to pay for it anyway. They can afford it. Yep. Right. So for for CCI's point of view is that they're still trying to cater to the attendees, and they're also not in it for profit. Yep. That's the problem. Yeah, they're not in it for they're they are a nonprofit group. So they they said the day they move out from San Diego will be the day that the hotels are too expensive for our, our attendees. That's what they said. So yeah. at, at this point on, as long as the hotels keep a good enough price that, that, that satisfies CCI's point of view, they are going to stay in San Diego. There's no fear there. Yeah. It really is. It really, but it really comes down to the hotel. All right. Well, thank you, Albert, so much. Uh, our, our quote unquote veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is, it's been great. This is, uh, this WonderCon seemed like it was actually a lot of fun. I definitely regret uh, not being able to attend, but of course, as always, next year I'm, I'm going to so many conventions. Anyway, we we went to, of course, Arcade Expo, uh, a little bit of Long Beach. Uh, some of us went to Long Beach. We have uh, Anime Expo. We have Com- we have San Diego Comic Con that I'm attending. We have Star Wars Celebration next week, and we also have Kamikaze Long uh, Long Beach Comic Con, and um, among other other things that we'll basically be going to and reporting to you guys. Once again, this is WonderCon 2015, and next year they will be in L.A. Woohoo! So Should be exciting. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. To continue listening to this podcast, you can find us on podbean.com, and you can also find us on iTunes. And please rate us. New episodes are out of our podcast every single week. Please follow us on Twitter at the Grand Geek G, and please like our page on Facebook and share us, please. Please keep tuning in. 
and have a great week. And GGG! Comic-Con. Yeah.